Podcasting from BC's beautiful Sunshine Coast, this is the Canadian Real Estate Marketing Podcast. Each week, you'll hear ideas designed to help Canadian realtors get more clients and make more money. Here are your hosts, Val Labreck and Paul Polson. Hi, I'm Val Labreck. I'm Paul Polson, and in this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about preparing for the end of the world. No! The end of the business world. The no. end of your business world. No. <laughs> the want- thing is, we all don't like change, but you have to be prepared for your industry to change. All industries change and they evolve. You can't necessarily know, but just be prepared that you may have to change. That's you right. You may have to grow. You may have to create something new. And so just always being vigilant of that, just so that you're not afraid when it happens. Or that you get your car with your pants down, <laughs> right? Like right now... Facebook is the go-to for advertising. Instagram's pretty strong. TikTok is on the uptake. YouTube for home tours, that kind of thing for videos is great. But it's hard to believe that these things that have been so entrenched for 10 or 15 years, that maybe one day they're not there anymore. And that maybe one day there's a regulatory change for some weird reason that we can't imagine right now that you're not allowed to put videos on Facebook or YouTube or that Facebook as a company is broken up and the part of the audience that you really fed off of on Facebook goes to some other platform that we don't know what it is yet. Or we get more money pouring into Facebook and when you're paying 10 cents for an ad view or a video view right now, maybe in 10 years that turns into $100 you're paying for it. And you just can't afford to do it anymore. Yeah, because like even right now in the last five years of putting videos on Facebook and advertising with them, like that cost has changed. It's, It's still very affordable, but maybe in five years, it's not so affordable Mm -hmm. if if the platform is still there. I think there will be a point in the future where you'll see more money leave radio and print and TV and move into Facebook. And there's not going to be more Facebook. It's just going to become more expensive because more people will be wanting to advertise on it. That's right. You're still going to get, you know, your, your four or five stories in your feed from your friends and family. And then there's going to be one ad shoved in there for you to pay attention to. And right now the competition for that one spot is not crazy. But in 10 years, yeah, maybe it's going to cost somebody $1,000 to put that video in their feed. And if you're a realtor, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But you know, if you're Nike or Coca-Cola, somebody selling on a huge volume, then yeah, to spend billions of dollars a year to get that access makes sense. When that financial Armageddon comes, you need to have a plan for what's going to happen. Okay, tell me what the plan is. Tell me what to do. (laughs) So as long as you're letting your business thrive on somebody else's platform, you are susceptible to change. Okay. That Facebook makes a change and you can't advertise on Facebook anymore and your whole business is Facebook, you're in big trouble. You're back to square one. But I'm not just on Facebook. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. I'm on uh, email. I have an email list. Well, email I think is the best one. Okay. And not even so much the email, but like a contact list that you've got names and phone numbers and addresses and yes, email addresses. That no matter what happens with social media, no matter what kind of regulation comes in, no matter if you get priced out of it, you can always go back to that good old list and send an email for cheap that you can call people and say, hey, it's John the Realtor, thinking of buying and selling. You can always get to that point. While you might be getting tremendous success from these other platforms, I think it's really dangerous to ignore these other things and just assume that Facebook will always be Facebook at the price point for you for now and forever. 
And um, if you are growing your email list along the way, then that's great. Because if all of a sudden you're like, ah, I got to reach all my contacts, like that's a lot of work. That's or right. how do you, where do you even start? Or you're going to say, okay, well, I'll reach them through Facebook and then you can't reach them through Facebook. That's right. That's <laughs> right. If you're collecting all of these things along the way and you've got business cards and notes and things you've put in a book and address books that you're keeping for yourself. And in 10 years, all of a sudden there's a call for you to have an email list. That is going to be a nightmare yeah. to go through bits of paper and try and figure out whose name goes to what email address and is this phone number any good anymore and all the rest. Try and, you know, maybe you're keeping a spreadsheet. Maybe it is just something that you're writing down, but it's in one place and it's comprehensive. That is your, that is your life. That but even right now, you should be having a regular newsletter that mm -hmm. you're reaching out to your contacts and saying who you are and that you're still in business and that this is what's happening in the market and you're just keeping top of mind with that list. You're That's not right. being annoying, but you're just providing information and value. I think that we can all relate to knowing we should do something, but we procrastinate. Today was too busy, so I'll push it to tomorrow. Those kinds of things. And I think people get into that mode when they're thinking of buying or selling a house that they think, oh, you know, it's really time for me to, to list and I need to buy a bigger place, but I'm busy with this other stuff, so I'll put it off for another day, another day. Mm -hmm. And as you know, putting off a day turns into putting off for a week, putting off for a month. But if every month you're sending out an email to check in and not say, sell me your house or work with me to sell your house, but you're just checking in saying, hey, the market is doing this. We had a new listing come on the market. Here's something about the industry you should be knowing about. Like, call me if you've got a question. Then all of a sudden, the person that has been putting that off for days and mm -hmm. weeks, they think, this is a sign. I need to call this realtor. Mm -hmm. I just need to email back. I'm reading it right now. I can email it back. I know for ourselves as marketers, we've got a newsletter that we send out with this podcast. And when it shows up in realtors' emails, they call us. Mm -hmm. They say, I've been meaning to talk to you and this just made me think I should really get on it. And, I, and it's no different for realtors. Yeah, and when I was a mortgage broker, I had my email list that I regularly sent out uh, information emails to. And that was when somebody would reply to that email and say, oh, I meant to talk to you about this. I meant to ask you about this. Or they would forward that email to a friend and CC me and say, this is my mortgage broker friend. So then it's an easy way to stay top of mind for referrals as well. That's right. And it's not pushy. You're not, as long as you're providing value in that email newsletter, it, it's not pushy at all. Then it's bringing value to people and, and they're happy to read it. And like Val said, pass it on to somebody else that they think they can use it. But if it's super salesy, list with me, list with me, buy this house, buy this house, then that's a bit of a turnoff. But it's super, super important to be able to keep track of clients outside of an ecosystem where you don't really own your audience. You don't own your audience on Facebook. You don't own your audience on YouTube. That is Facebook's audience. That is Instagram's audience. And you are being allowed to access it. Lock that down. Get your contact list together. Send out a monthly email or, you know, a quarterly postcard or something like that. But um, like postcard like the mail. <laughs> <laughs> You know, some people still do it. You'll hear people say that there is a, a level That's expensive. of... expensive. It is expensive, but <laughs> it, it just keeps your options open. I guess. You know, maybe it's just sending a Christmas card out every year. Maybe it's one time a year. It's nothing fancy. <laughs> but it's you, you're just weighing all of these, you know, concerns. How, how flat <laughs> am I if Facebook goes away? We provide a lot of marketing content. We like creating marketing content and video for our realtors so they can be on these platforms. But uh, we always encourage our realtors to do their own thing too. Like it doesn't have to be a paid video that's all polished. Just be if yourself, do a quick snapshotty video, just be on there, put your phone in front of your face. And so for realtors to do their own branding, their own style, their own uniqueness and throwing more on there than like paid stuff. 
when we talk about f being susceptible to changes in a platform where all of a sudden you're isolated from an audience, the same goes for if you're using, if you're really relying somebody on to do your marketing for you. So in our case, if you're really relying on us for video and photo and that kind of thing, or you know, your videographer, your photographer, or maybe you're working with an agency that is posting to Facebook or Instagram on your behalf, pretending to be you, those are things that can go away as well. That yeah. the company goes broke, that they go out of business, I get hit by a bus and can't shoot a video tomorrow. Yeah. Those kinds of things. So while we don't expect that a realtor should be able to just be a whiz on social media, and post something that gets a whole bunch of engagement or that they can pick up a camera and go shoot a home tour. I think they do have to hedge that paid audience with their own brand, their own organic audience. So they can be just posting things that happen in your life on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, on any of these platforms. So your audience gets a sense of who you are. Yeah. So that if the agency goes away, if the, the paid marketing goes away, again, you're not you're not stuck in the lurch. If there's a little blip in there, or if you got to reinvent or get somebody else on board with you, that at least there's that little bit of consistency of your own creation that you've been putting up yourself remains there and keeps your audience. And like the truth of it is, is that life changes for all of us. Mm -hmm. So right now you're a realtor that's killing it. You're do making lots of deals. You're the top guy in your market. But you know, five years, 10 years from now, there's a change that you think, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to run for office. And if you've been outsourcing your social to everybody that whole time, when you're getting ready to run for mayor or for prime minister, <laughs> you're starting from zero. But if you've got a social account where you've been connecting with people as a realtor this whole time, then that transfers to other things. Yeah, that's true. Right? As you reinvent yourself into different career if you choose to. That's yeah. right. It just gives you lots of options. As soon as you offload collecting and controlling an audience to Facebook, and you offload creating content to an agency, you're just in a very susceptible space that something can change that's outside of your control and you're just back to square one, that you've got no audience, you've got no creative. When you're saying this out loud, this is really the biggest fear for a lot of people in their business when they are outsourcing that, yeah, they don't want that change to happen. And now you're saying it out loud and you're making it more real. And mm -hmm. I don't want you to say it out loud. <laughs> Well, when, a lot of times when we talk to clients, clients will say, oh, I don't know what to post to Facebook. We're happy to help with that. And I think that we want to take that over and there's lots of businesses that want to help with that. But I also think that to really protect against emergency, you need to be a little bit involved on your own end. A little bit. Um, and, and even to be aware that you're even kind of checking what's getting posted because mm -hmm. you'll see... Canadian businesses will, Memorial Day will be posted for them on Instagram. Yeah. Well, you're a Canadian business, you're not a U.S. business. And That's so right. you're like, whoops, <laughs> I guess you're outsourcing to a U.S. company. Well, or even, I, I think a lot of it, because we have a global market now, and I think a lot of times these things get outsourced. Maybe you're outsourcing to somebody overseas because it's just so much more cost effective to do it. But it can also be that you're outsourcing to somebody local and then they're outsourcing it yeah. twice or three times down. And you, you're not aware that even though you're talking to Jenny, the social media manager in your hometown, that she's outsourcing it to Vietnam or Indonesia or India to be posted. And we're considered a North American market. And we're, yeah, we're getting things in Canada like Happy Independence Day and Happy Memorial Day and, and those types of things. And it just is not a real good look for you that somebody that's supposed to be plugged into the community and know what's going on and you're posting American holidays on your Facebook page. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with someone else that might feel the same way. 
And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and review the podcast. We're Val Lebrecht and Paul Polson, and this has been the Canadian Real Estate Marketing Podcast. <laughs>